This podcast is proudly brought to you by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and this series of episodes comes to you from HAPA, Hammond Academy of the Performing Arts, where I spent two weeks in early 2020. I was able to spend time with the many creatives, administrators and students of HAPA learning about how they develop their program, what the program is like and how it has changed the lives of the students that are involved. Each of these episodes has its own introduction, so without any further ado, I bring you an interview from Hammond Academy of Performing Arts. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and we are going to finish up our... our, uh, collection of interviews with, of course, the most important interview uh, with the man that made uh, this trip happen, that's made all the interviews possible uh, and has coordinated this visit as we have spent our time in the USA at Hammond Academy of Performing Arts inside Morton High School. Uh, The man uh, who is Scott Sawinski. Welcome, Scott. Thank you. (laughs) That's a great introduction. (laughs) That's all right. It does not compare to the man you are. Uh, So so you have... uh, been instrumental in creating a tremendous program that brings uh, passion and joy to the lives of everyone I meet in the hallways. And the listeners will be lucky enough to uh, listen to some of the conversations I've had with some of your students and some of the people that are lucky enough to work with you and, and underneath you and beside you. I just want to ask you about HAPA. Are you happy to talk about HAPA? Sure. Excellent. Yeah, always. So can you explain yeah. a little bit about your role at HAPA? What is your what is HAPA and what's your role within it? So HAPA is a district-wide entity. Uh, so in... in the United States, I don't know if it's different, and, and Australia, you know, we have a specific district, and, and within each state, there are separate districts. And Hammond, about 10 years ago, decided that they wanted to um, create a fine arts journey for kids, so they established this Hammond Academy for the Performing Arts, and it exists within a high school. So it's kind of like its own school or its own program in the middle of um, a larger high school institution, and the goal of it is for it to serve the greater district. So to serve the community, to do outreach, uh, to do enrichment, to create programming that is constantly growing and evolving. Um, It was established uh, with the idea that um, we are in what we call a marginalized society. So our kids are higher poverty, um, higher minority, and there tends to be this misconception that those kids aren't as worthy of art or those are the kids who can't create art, and it's exactly the opposite. They probably crave art more and are have a greater ability of creating a greater propensity or depth of art because they have real-life experiences that deepen them, and that's kind of what we strive to create in our programming here. Um, we offer eight specific majors, and they're all pertinent to different areas of the performing arts as well as visual arts, and our kids audition to then major in those areas, and then they go through a four-year civic arts pathway where they graduate from HAPA as well as getting a credential through the state that says that they've been performing artists. And some go on to be doctors and really, really successful rich lawyers. And some go on to be poverty-stricken, poverty-oriented, you know, really happy, starving artists. Um, and some do things in arts, but our greater goal is to have them understand why arts matters in education and how it enriches their lives. Great. Now I can look around the, this room and as a celebration of your amazing efforts over the last year and a bit, um, there's post-its all over your room. You saved Happer. <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Great. Who's great? You are, Scott. Uh, so <laughs> the, this room is full of, of praise. Uh, what do you think you've done over the last you know, 24 months to make Happer 
happen. Well, I don't. I don't think I've saved Hap. I think I just kind of helped it become what I knew it wanted to be. Um, the the man who you spoke to, Greg Easton, who founded it, and this was ultimately his vision that every year it would evolve. And I think for a while, it's very hard in a district that has very little funds to continue to grow a program. And so we, I think the greatest thing that we did was we gave it back to the students. We made it more about students because I think in education, we tend to start focusing on the minutia of curriculum and serving the kids, but we don't put them at the forefront. We don't think about what they want. Um, you know, we as artists really think we should do a really dark, interesting version of Sweeney Todd. And then we talk to our friends who are also teachers and we get really excited about it, but our kids hate it and they don't want it. And that offends us, but it doesn't really serve them. So it's about doing things that give them a mission. Um, we started to do more um, student-directed things. Like we have a bunch of interns who work here and they kind of run our program. I mean, they do things that I ask of them, but our Facebook, our social media, all of that is run through them and their vision. And it's great because I'm old and they're young and they speak to a much younger voice and they get people interested through their excitement. Um, and we do a lot of programming that is just aimed at the things they love. It doesn't have to be perfect. It, it's all about making mistakes. And I think that we've gotten messier. Um, and I think that in the confines of education, we try to be very neat and put everything in its place. And I think what we do really well is we allow people to fail and we allow them to experience the messiness that is art and understand that that in itself is a process. And you know, I, I, I don't think I did anything more than just give people more opportunity to have ownership and a stake in the opportunities they're given. Right. And that's obviously made students feel like they have ownership and that has given them a chance to be more creative and more free. So that's why they're feeling so joy, so much joy. For well, they're you. really great kids. I think that, again, that is so clear. An inner city community tends to have a stereotype that we're like hard and edgy and we are those things. But ultimately, children are children and kids are kids and all they want is what's best for their life. And if we give them a, a setting embraced in art that says that they can't fail. Um, that they're always going to be lifted, then you know we're we're really doing what what is required. I definitely came expecting that edge, uh, those stereotypes that exist. In you thought movies. we were going to beat you up? Yeah, <laughs> movies yeah. and television. Uh, but you know, to be clear, there are police officers in the canteen, but there they are. don't do anything because they don't need to. Because there's the you know these people are young people that just love each other and care for each other and want the best for themselves, as you said. Uh, but more about you, uh, <laughs> just so we can have clarity around around Happer. It's not just a program that's getting all the funding in the world and you can do whatever you want. Your role to support Happer is instrumental insofar as fundraising, grant raising. Can you talk a little bit about how you even make HAPA happen? So HAPA operates um, separate from the district, even though they give us the space and they help pay our teacher salaries, all of our operating budgets for everything from lights to costumes to the, the rights to do a show, which you know are really expensive, we have to self-generate. So we do a lot of um, fundraising. We, we sell you know those cookies that no one really wants to eat and the baked goods that you probably never cooked that remain in your freezer. Um, and then we do poinsettia sales and we have a cafe that runs throughout the week and we started that last year and that helps generate our supplemental income we also um, do apply for grants and we form relationships with um, different rights organizations the benefit we have is the diversity and the fact that we're in an urban situation so i i often try to apply for things with the twist that hey you know if, if we do this, this is not going to be a super you know, white bread, straight lace production, you're going to get to see a very contemporary kind of city urban depth provoking version of it. Um, 
we do a lot of begging. We do a lot of thinking. We show up at lots of events. Like if, if you call us for an event, we will show up. Um, then we will perform. I have often done shows. Uh, I was a performer before I got in this position, and I'll go and sing something. Um, last year I sang at two galas, and I took the checks and gave them to HAPA. I, I supervise some type of, like, lighting seminar. I mean, anything I can do to bring our funds in, I mean, that's how we got you here. You know, it's nobody nobody gives us anything directly. We get a lot of support from the district and by way of you know, their attendance and their applauding, but the district itself is struggling financially and, and our current superintendent's working to turn that around. But we, we try very hard to not ask because we find that if we can do it on our own, A, it's empowering, but B, we kind of exist under the radar and we don't have to worry about jeopardizing our status because we're constantly doing it on our own. Wow, great. Tremendous. So um, the program runs a number of co-curricular productions. Can you talk through those? Sure. Um, we do... Um, if we were to estimate what we do, we do about 81 self-generated productions a year. That's performance dates. And then we house over 140 different types of district events, which are also rental incomes for us. So we supervise those coming in and out. Then we house lots of just district-wide things, you know, everything from class meetings to um, to uh, black history assemblies, to women's history assemblies, to poetry slams, Um we do annual spring concerts for every major. We also do a, an event called Happa Holidays over the holidays, which celebrates everybody. And it's kind of like a big showcase, if you will, of all their gifts. Our seniors are getting ready. You've been working with them, Nick, um, on their senior showcase, which is where they showcase what they've learned throughout the year. We do that early so they can start creating kind of a college portfolio. So they can start entering into university and looking towards their future. Um, we do a cabaret event at the start of the year. We do a Legends concert, which is kind of like a throwback. And then we do Happapalooza towards the end of the year, which is like Lollapalooza. Chicago is a big um, indie music event, and we kind of copied that. Um, I would say we do a program every two weeks. We're rotating into the next thing. Um, so it's it's co-curricular and intracurricular and extracurricular. And it's you have to kind of contract to determine which is which when you're hiring people because some of our teachers, that's part of their thing, such as show choir um, and ISMA, which is our competitions for voice, and then band, marching band, pep band, all of those things as well, jazz band. It goes on and on. We would be here for four hours if I told you all the things we did. And then there's the musical and the plays and the student productions, and that's not even mentioning those big ticket items. Yeah, and the, obviously we do we do a huge musical in the fall. Um, we we just did the Little Mermaid. Then we're gonna we're working on Chicago High School edition right now. Um, we're also doing a works in process, which we started this year, um, which is an original musical called Girlhood the Musical. And we got in contact with the producers, and they're letting us do it and kind of test it out. And um, our director is kind of building it. And every day it'll be different when you see it for the you know nine performances they do. They'll they'll constantly change it up and they'll grow through the experience. And then we have a student directed play, um, student driven play called The Women. And uh, we earlier did the Diary of Anne Frank, which is called our social service piece. So our goal every year is to do one piece that has a social aspect to it. And, you know, those of you in Australia listening, if you're not familiar, our president is a little iffy, in my opinion. And so that's uh, the world's president. That's the the people's president. Yes. Um, But uh, we really wanted to do a piece that talked about how people get into the hype of stereotyping and believing something and, and its impact. So Diary of Anne Frank was really impacting in our students' lives. Right. Uh, and I'm going to forget the names of all the people that worked on this piece, but the HAPA students were also given a chance to workshop with Stephen, Sh- not Stephen Schwartz. Um, um, there was a musical 
and then they got to come and watch and do. Have I forgotten this? I don't know what you're talking your about. Your friend, it uh, good. your friend, and they, they, you spoke to them, and they came and they watched the piece, or they got. Oh, to, that was sorry. We Will Rock You last year. Great. Sorry, talk to me about what happened with We Will Rock. So you. we worked with um, the a production of We Will Rock You, um, which is a theatrical rights worldwide TRW, and they're really great. They have a huge education component where they support kids, um, and I had met uh, one of the higher ups, I guess, in that company at my brother's wedding. So I'm indirectly in laud to this gentleman. And he was really interested in us doing a show that is atypically done is very black and white and in a very diversified way. So they gave us the rights to do it and they provided us the rights free of charge, provided they could come and interview our kids, watch it, evaluate it. Um, He was here for a few days and he, he watched the show and interviewed our directors and it was it was a kind of our crowning achievement of of my first year here. Um, they got to do a new piece that nobody's really done, and they got to do it in their own way. And then that was the last major production of it before they started putting it on tour. Um, and it was a great experience for the kids. They didn't know any Queen music. It's the music of Queen, so it was all around just this amazing opportunity. We would have loved to have worked with Stephen Schwartz, though, which yes. is great. But we we did, we did not. But maybe that's somewhere down the road. I think we're always trying to grow those opportunities. That's why we brought you. Yeah, fantastic. So Happa is certainly a happening place. And, uh, uh, I see what you did uh, there. Uh, happening. Yes, that's great. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and you've been instrumental in that, Scott. So a huge thank you from the staff, the students, for everything that I've experienced over the last week has shown just how powerful your impact has been. So thank you from them. And thank you from us. And thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. A special thanks to Scott Sawinski for making the interviews possible and for coordinating the entire trip to Hammond Academy of the Performing Arts. I was able to speak to and work with a range of people from Hammond Academy of Performing Arts. Thank you, Scott, and thank you to the students, administrators and creatives from Happer. Well, that is all from us at The Aside. We have a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. If you would like to ask us a question, please feel free to do so you can email us at asidepodcast at outlook.com thank you to eltham college for letting us record here thank you to aaron searle for providing the music thank you to drama victoria for their ongoing support and of course thank you for listening